Hey, it's Hunter Ansley from the UT baseball team. You're listening to the No Playbook Podcast. Hey, thanks for checking out the show. It's the podcast where I speak with the outstanding athletes, coaches, and experts from East Tennessee. That's from all levels, too. Pro, uh, college, high school athletes, college baseball season, right around the corner, a couple of weeks away, and uh, I'm pretty excited. Long-time listeners of the podcast have heard several Tennessee Falls on the show recently. Tony Vitello, Blake Burke, they were both on the podcast just a couple months ago. But today, I've got Hunter Inslee, outstanding player, real difference maker on the team. So it was a lot of fun getting to talk with him about uh, the Vols 2023 season that ended in Omaha, the College World Series. We also talk a lot about his recruiting experience. Somehow, by the end, we end up debating Spider-Man versus Batman. But one thing we did talk a lot about is uh, Tennessee outstanding basketball player Dalton Connect. Uh, We actually recorded this episode, Hunter Inslee and I, the night uh, recently when everything was covered in snow here in East Tennessee. Um, Tennessee basketball played Florida that night, and we, we literally started recording this like moments after the, the final whistle of that game. I didn't know it at the time, but now we've got Dalton Connect uh, scheduled. He's going to be at D1 in Knoxville this coming up weekend, so Sunday, February 4th at noon, coming to D1 to play basketball, uh, shoot some hoops, play knockout with kids, sign some autographs, take some pictures. He did the same thing in Chattanooga with us at D1 down there recently. It was so much fun. But I'm going to go ahead and get to Hunter Inslee. Got that coming up for you right after this. Sit tight. At D1 Training, what we do is in our name. Our D1 athletes become D1 athletes. Whether it's Los Angeles Angels pitcher Ben Joyce, high school soccer national MVP Brindley Murphy, or first-round NFL draft pick Cole Strange, we help all athletes reach their full potential. Five-star training system comes straight from D1 strength and conditioning programs, and D1 has trained over 2,000 professional athletes, many of them started as young as seven years old. Check out D1Training.com to learn more about their facilities in Hardin Valley and Sevierville, and coming very soon to Maryville and the Tri-Cities. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we timed that perfectly because the Tennessee game just ended. Yeah, no, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. I was going to turn like the second half on. I wanted to see Kinnett. What, he dropped 39? I don't know. I didn't see the, the final, but he had 22 at halftime. Yeah, I think he had 39. Wow. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy watching it because, I mean, he just he just gets hot and he just can't miss. Yeah. Uh, we're actually doing a NIL event with him this weekend. What do y'all got going on? So uh, I've got him coming down to uh, the D1 in Chattanooga. And um, I've, I've, I, when I was at Dick's House of Sport, we did this a few times with different athletes. So they play uh, knockout with kids and then do the whole meet and greet thing. Right. But it's just cool. Uh, I mean, as you know, um, with the events you've done, it, it's cool for the athletes to get to play with kids and it makes like a, a real memory for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I went to a few, I mean, I went to a couple of football ones when I was younger. It's a good memory. Yeah. Who did you get to meet when you were a kid? Patrick Willis. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's oh, from, man. uh, our neighboring County. He's from Brewston, Tennessee and I'm from Huntington. Okay. Now I forgot the, the situation. Like I know Fulmer wanted him. And somehow he ended up at Ole Miss. I don't know the whole situation, but I know he was like 50-50 on Tennessee and Ole Miss, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah. I went to high school with his cousin. Okay. Yeah, Dallas Willis. That's cool. But you, did I say you were born in Alaska? Did you spend any time there? I was born in Alaska, lived there for five years. Remembered it all? I remember a few things. Um, I mean, a little bit of the people, kind of just more of like the views of, you know, we lived right on the ocean and then right behind us, 300 yards behind us was the mountains. I mean, we were 50 yards from the ocean and 300 yards from the mountains. Wow. A lot of good fishing. Yeah, ton of fishing, halibut, salmon, everything. Hey, yeah. Hey, speaking of snow, I was thinking about something earlier today and I thought, you know, when I think back to my time in college, like I really think some of the absolute most fun nights I ever had were snow days when we would get like snowball fights in the fort. And I saw the video. Were you out there in that football game? Oh, yeah. Was it in the outfield? Yeah, that was it was yesterday. We uh we went in, had a little lift, and then it was snowing. It. I mean, I don't think any of us besides you know the northerners like Robin from Canada have seen snow like that in a long time. So we took advantage of it. Yeah, it's just always so fun. I remember, and I don't know if it's still like this, but anytime it was like I lived in the fort for most of my time at UT, and like it, it was almost like two different like battle squads. We'd get this enormous. Right. Snowball fights. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about, I don't know, Bill Nagler's and stuff today. You just don't ever see snow like that. So we, we kind of wanted to do I got a dog. I've been walking him like crazy. He loves it. Yeah. It was like a nice crunchy snow today, too. Yeah, like the ice was right on the top, soft yeah. right below. Good for, good for a sled? Yeah, it was nice. Bad if for I a snowman. Sled, I'd get on one. So talk about... Um, I'm always curious, like, like this time of the year, with it being January, you know, you're getting really close to the season starting. So what is your, like your baseball schedule these days? Yeah. I mean, right now it's, we're kind of in that period, you know, school hasn't started yet. So we're pretty limited on what we can do, you know, basically everything. The only thing we kind of do as a team is get together and lift, you know, hitters would lift together, pitchers would lift, you know, on their own time or whatever they like to do. But I mean, basically right now it's just all positional work, a lot of player led stuff. I'm pretty sure tomorrow is technically the first day of being able to like log hours in NCAA. So, I mean, what we've been doing right now, just, we've just been trying to get, you know, players to bring some, you know, like for me, I'm trying to get the outfielders to get in a group and we'll go take ground balls or, fly balls or something like that all hit together, but nothing yet has actually started to where it's team practice, but it's coming soon. And like coach Q at least be with you in the, the weight room. Yeah. That's the only thing that he's got to do because I mean, I think that is like a safety hazard, right? That Q has to be there. And then our trainer's got to be there for the lift. Uh, Q's done a lot. I think um, with, with us at, at uh, D one in Knoxville, just because, uh, especially during COVID, I think uh, there there were some create creative weightlifting sessions had to be uh, provided, right? Just because of some of the rules. So, what does the what does the team look like this year? College World Series last year. Are we going back? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say we're going to go back and win a 
few more games in Omaha this year. But, I mean, yeah, you can tell in the fall. Uh, obviously, it's my fourth year here. Uh, we got a good group of guys. Uh, I mean, if we all get on the same page and all pull on the same side of the rope, we got a pretty special chance at doing something cool um, that Tennessee baseball has never done before, talking about maybe winning a national championship or winning, you know, a few more games there this year. But, I mean, as far as talent goes, I think we got just as much or more than anybody else in the country. So, I mean, we, we got a lot of talent. We just we just need to find our groove at the right time. We were talking about Dalton Connect earlier. Um, uh, of course, always looking for that that transfer that's going to, like, give a pop. Is, uh, is Amit going to be that guy this year? Yeah, but, I mean, also along with, you know, Peebles and Bargo, um, A.J. Causey, Sneed. I mean, obviously, those are the, the guys you all would know. But, I mean, we're also getting guys, Juco guys, Bragge Lowry, uh, trying to give everybody love. Um, Alex Pay, forget about him, Juco guys. We got, I mean, seven to ten transfers, and you'll see them all on the field this year, whether or not, you know, they're all starting or not. I mean, but they'll all for sure, you know, help the team in some kind of way. Oh, yeah, it's a long season. We'll get to see him out there at some point. Now, um, your recruiting, being a, a Tennessee guy, was it? Were you always, you know, looking at the Vols, or were you were you leaning somewhere else at any point? Uh, I mean, you know, when I moved down from Alaska, I mean, kind of just where I live, it's a Tennessee. It's like a little Tennessee family, you know. Everyone loves Tennessee, and then you got the Alabama fans every here and there. But uh. Yeah, I mean, ever since I started watching Tennessee football, I kind of wanted to be, a, you know, I wanted to play for Tennessee. Um, came to a few camps, actually committed under Dave Serrano. I don't know if a lot of people know that, so I'm one of the old heads. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I talked to a few other schools, but, I mean, the, the offer that I really wanted was Tennessee, and if I was to ever get that offer, this is where I was committing. How quickly did you commit after you got that? Um. Well, Dave offered me my freshman year, me and Blade Tidwell. It was like December. I, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> it took about 10 minutes. You know, he told me he was going to offer. And then Blade goes in and Blade walks out and he said, I committed. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to commit too. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I, I did an NIL thing with Blade at Dick's. And I've talked to a few people, um, you know, Angus Pence. Yeah. So he works with us at D1 and he has, uh, he's, he's backed up some weird stories about that dude. Blade did well. Yeah. In the no, dugout. He, I mean, if he's got weird ones in the dugout, I mean, I, I lived with the guy for two years. I was his actual, we lived together in the same room freshman year in Stokely. So I got a few stories too. Yeah. But might keep uh, those in my back pocket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case <laughs> one day. Where is he now? Yeah. Is he with, um, he's in double A with the Mets. Got it. Got he's it. doing good. Probably see him in the big leagues, uh, this year. Yeah. Yeah. You right know, towards uh, the end, I guess. one of your old, um, teammates, I'm excited to connect with, um, Evan Russell. He's now in uh, Chattanooga. Yeah. 
And I mean, I just, I know that dude has got coach written all over him. And uh, so we're going to, we're going to grab lunch here in a, in a week or so. And I want to see if I can get him doing some stuff with us down there at uh, D1. Does he want to join? Well, um, I mean, I, I want to get him doing like baseball clinics. Yeah. He's a great guy. He'd be a great guy for that. I just feel like anytime I spend, I'm like, this guy just, you know, he's such a coach, I think already. No. Yeah. He was a coach when he was a player. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For um, sure be a good guy to run some camps. Yeah, yeah. So you got a big league baseball aspirations, I'm sure? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the dream. You know, get drafted, have another good year, and play pro ball. And, you know, if anyone wants to throw me in the outfield on a big league team, I, would, I wouldn't turn it down. Heck, yeah. Did you have a team as a kid that you followed? A little bit. I mean, being from, you know, Alaska, my dad's from Washington. We kind of followed the Mariners around a little bit, Seahawks, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You ever but get back moved, up that way? I've been up that way one time. And it was a year after I left, so, like, not really that cool. Okay. Got it. I want to go back up, though. Yeah. Do you do any other uh, NIL things? Obviously, we did the the thing with, with Billy and, and Blake at Dick's not long ago. Is that like a circuit? Are you, are you working it? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, put all my stress towards NIL deals. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, if the little opportunities arise for me, um, for sure. I like to get out in the community, you know, interact with fans, you know, younger kids, stuff like that. But I mean, I'm obviously not putting all my energy into it, but you know, if the right stuff passes, then, you know, I would absolutely love to join whoever. It's it's, it's a fun opportunity for sure. Exactly. Um, so now something I did with with a few other baseball uh, guys I've had on the show is it's a little speed round asking a, a couple questions. And they've always been about guys on the team. But um, I believe Evan gave the same thing. Christian Scott, Blake, I think Vitello when he was on the show, gave the same answer and called you the funniest guy on the team. So because of that, I've got a couple different things for you. I, I want to know what is your favorite, your favorite comedy movie? I mean, I love the hangovers. Um, one's awesome. Two's awesome. Three's awesome. If I had to rank them, I'm going three hangover, three hangover, one hangover, two. I've never seen three. Oh yeah, the third one's funny. Because I think I didn't love the I loved the first one. Then I saw the second one, and I was like, ah, this is kind of played out. And then the third yeah, one, yeah, second never... one was kind of downhill. It was funny, but then they brought it back to the third one. Okay, well, uh, I'll I'll look into that. I didn't even know there was one. I think. Do no, you awesome. uh, you follow stand up at all? Like Shane Gillis. Oh yeah, yeah, he's that guy's funny. Uh, I listen to him on on a lot of podcasts too. Shane, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, who's that one guy too? I actually listened to him last year during the season. He's the Italian guy. He's uh, a bigger guy. Oh, oh, um, Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz, dude. I would listen to him before bed, and I would throw my AirPods in and just listen to him talk and sleep throughout the night while he's talking in my ear. That's gonna be some crazy dreams, though, Hunter. 
dude, he he's got a lot of crazy stories, but they're pretty funny. Yeah, about his time in jail too. Yeah, I mean, all the I don't know if I believe all of them, you know. It's okay, but yeah. that's they're funny. Right, right. Um, I like actually. I don't listen to much Rogan, but Rogan will do an episode every now and then where he's got Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, and uh, Ari Shafir on, and it's the four yeah. of them. And every time they come on, they go through like a case of beer each. And by the end of the episode, it's just so stinking silly that you just can't not howl laughing with him. You like Rogan? Uh, when he's when he's interviewing a comedian that I like, I'll listen yeah. to him for sure. Yeah, I like his podcast pretty good. Some of them are absolutely boring, but some of them are pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a nerd on that stuff. Like I'll be, I'll be sitting there in bed just bored and next thing you know i'm listening to some guy talk about ufos no it's the kind of thing where i uh um i listened to him really early on i was a podcast guy like when i you had to literally put it on an ipod um and and i listened to him way back then and then it it started getting more and more where like because i'm not really an mma guy a lot of it's that and then it's you know these scientists and i'm like sometimes it's okay but Normally, it's just I listen if it's a comedian I like. No, he's good. I like Dana White. You ever, I I mean, you're probably, you keep up with like Nelk Boys. With what? They're called the Nelk Boys. No. Yeah, it's like full, they do a podcast, full sound. Those guys hang out with like Dana White. They go to all the UFC stuff. They're pretty funny. Got it. Got it. I'll uh, I'll look into that. Um, But who makes you laugh on the team? Who makes me laugh on the team? Yeah. I mean, if Burke, I mean, me and Burke, we, we live together now. We cut up all the time, you know. So he's hilarious. We kind of just, you know, get each other's jokes a lot. Um, last year, Maui, Ahuna. Yeah. That guy was just funny, not even trying to be funny. He was just funny. Um, Robin, Bill Nev. It might be a little bit of the, the accent. This year he's he's Canadian. He he speaks French Canadian, and his English is pretty funny. Just how he talks, he's just a hilarious guy. Also, with a great personality. Now, now one of the questions I asked the other guys, it might sound a little little different, but for whatever reason, I asked um, who on the team could most easily talk their way out of a speeding ticket. God, I don't know. I just think it almost depends on who you are or where you're at. Right. Um, three years ago, I would have said Evan Russell, no matter what. Everyone knows him. Um, I would probably go with Burke. No, no, Drew Bean for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, Drew Bean. Got it. That guy can um, talk. I think it was, uh, I think Blake said uh, Christian Moore. So he. Yeah, he can for sure talk his way out too. Yeah. So um, one thing, uh, everybody in the podcast, um, gets is uh, tell me one unforgettable sports memory for you and it could be as a spectator or as an athlete first thing that comes to my mind is the super regionals in uh, Hattiesburg Southern Mass um, you homered I mean, then right no I didn't homer I homered in Omaha <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, just I don't know just the the I mean, I can't, you kind of black out, but the last play, you know, um, 
Blake catching the line drive and then everybody, you know, at the moment, it's the coolest thing in the world. Uh, you're with all your teammates, dogpiling. Um, everybody's happy regardless of, you know, whether they played or not. Just no circumstances, just good vibes from everybody. Especially like the bus ride back. Everyone was just happy. Nice. Hey, I'm, I'm seeing my reflection um, in the video, and I've never actually given any context for this. Uh, and somebody called me out recently. They're like, why do I see toys? Just to let you know, I am in my four-year-old's playroom. He has a playroom off of his bedroom, and there's toys all around me, but the acoustics in this room are outstanding. Yeah, so I, I kick him out of here. In the background. Yeah, no, that's my Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kick him out, and I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta use your, uh, use your room. There's, see there's some, all kinds some of some posters. Oh yeah, these are all like Disney posters. Yeah, my wife like used it almost like as a as a wallpaper. But I'm just like, I'm realizing people are gonna start seeing like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, you got planets back there. On a bag or something. It's important to learn. I think you got like a Mickey Mouse. Is that a Mickey Mouse? Um, probably. There is a lot of Spider-Man in here, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, and we got we got Elmo here. <laughs> but I like Elmo. Uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Um, I've never really seen Spider-Man that much, so just to be honest with you. Uh. I'm actually not a superhero guy, but there is a uh, on Disney Junior. There is a new cartoon. It's like a Spidey and his amazing friends. So it's a it's like a kid show. So yeah. because of that, it's like a gateway. And you know, so he watched that as a little kid, and now he's starting to get into watching the bigger movies. So he's obsessed with Spider Man. Seems cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it could be a lot worse for sure. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Batman. Uh, you think Spider-Man's cooler than Batman? I kind of disagree with you on that. I mean, just I mean, I guess Dark Knight. That's an outstanding movie. That, I mean, yeah, he's good then, but I, I don't know. I think Spider-Man being able to, you know, shoot webs, building to building, is pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just not really like a a, a skill that's going to do you much good in like Lincoln, Nebraska, though. Yeah, I mean, it probably, yeah, no, yeah. You gotta be, well, you don't need city. to go to Lincoln. Yeah, he doesn't need to go to Lincoln, New York City. He's he's really good, right? I mean, just if, Sp- if Spider Man visits, um, you know, somewhere in middle America, like he's he's just a dude in, in a tight he's, outfit, he's toast, right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. not offering much help. I think I can take Spider Man in my hometown. There you go, right? Right. I appreciate you taking the time. I really do. Absolutely. Thanks, dude. Have a good one. Go balls. Yep. Thank you. All right. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the episode. Be sure you follow Hunter Inslee on social media and follow the show as well on TikTok and Instagram at No Playbook Pod.